so many people have many different fears. There's fears of the dark, uh, fears of falling, fears of public speaking, uh, fears of being in public. I mean, there's, there's virtually a fear for everything. But a lot of people have a fear of snakes. Now imagine this for a moment, if you will. You're in a national forest, hiking with your friends or family, and you come across a road, and this road is literally covered with hundreds of snakes. Snakes of every different variety. And as you're standing there petrified in fear, these snakes just continue to cross the road. What would you do? In today's episode of TDI Live, we're going to talk about the fires in the Amazon, Shawnee National Forest's snake road closure for the snake migration, and then in Bill's Conspiracy Minute, we're going to talk about what they're putting in our water. I'm Matt. I'm Bill. And I'm Heather. And you are listening to TDI Live. So what's new in the world of tie-dyed iguana? So Eric and I just got back from SuperZoo. Um, actually, it was uh, Eric, myself, Stephanie, and Aaron were out there. Uh, SuperZoo is one of the big international manufacturers trade shows. We got to see a lot of the new items that are coming to the pet industry as a whole, and we've got several new items that will start arriving at tie-dyed iguana within the next month. So be sure to watch social media or just stop in to see what's going on there. Uh, we're also getting ready to build our new tortoise pen. That was actually slated to be built this week. Uh, but we're prepping for the next Show Me Snakes show coming up. So the tortoise pen will uh, become a reality next week. Uh, so that's what's going on in tie-dyed iguana. Um, let's start talking about what's going on in the Shawnee National Forest for Snake Road. I'm going to pass this one over to Bill because he's got a lot more, uh, a lot more information as he's a seasoned veteran. <laughs> so what's going on, man? Well, two times a year they close the road for traffic. And it's, you know, it's just like a a gravel road, um, but they close the road in a certain area because the snakes are going up to prepare for hibernation, so they don't want traffic because, I mean, it's quite a bit of snakes, and it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. I mean, you can walk, you know, well, you have to walk. You can't take no, any kind of motor vehicle, but um, you'll see all kinds of stuff. You'll see Copperheads, cottonmouths, timber rattlers, black racers, every now and then a red milk snake, rough green snakes, garter snakes, ribbon snakes, and, you know, just pretty much everything that's native to southern Illinois. Everything that's a snake? Yeah. <laughs> et but, cetera, um, et cetera, et cetera. But they do have very strict um, guidelines, like you can't carry a snake hook. And you can't they, even carry a snake hook? No. I can't really. No, you, they will, because you're not even supposed to touch them. I mean, you can photograph them, but you're not supposed to catch them, touch them, do anything to them. And they from what I've that heard. harassment. Yeah. <laughs> snake from what harassment. I've heard in the past is that they have DNR in ghillie suits sitting up on the bluff watching people. Now, I don't know how true that is, but the way DNR, DNR is, I would say yes. So, uh I'll be 100% honest, and this may come as a shock to some people. I've never actually been to Snake Road for the migration. Uh, you've been there a few times, right, Bill? Yes. Usually it happens like in late March, early April, April, and then um, this time of the year. 
So you said that there's just like tons and tons and tons of snakes, like hundreds, thousands. I, mean, I would like 10 say at a time. if you walk from, I can't remember exactly how far it is, but it's, I would say if you walked a quarter mile to a half a mile, you would see, I would say 50 to 100 snakes. What would they call that? Would that be a flock of snakes? A gaggle. A gaggle? Is it really a gaggle? I don't know. Is it that's a herd? Geese. Or a murder? No, that's a murder of crows. <laughs> um, a, uh, I don't know. I don't know. A, uh, I don't know what you'd call that. We could come up with a name when there's 50 to 100 snakes. Well, a clutch of snakes. I, I like gaggle. Babies. I think gaggle's a good one. There's a gaggle of snakes. Gaggle, yeah. So if you, uh, if you head down to Snake Road, you'll see a gaggle of snakes. Um, when are they closing the road? Do either of you all know? I don't know 100% for sure. Heather, I thought you said that they're getting ready to close it down. I think it might be in September. Yeah, sometime. so it's coming up. Yeah. Cool. Sounds, yeah. So uh, if you are a um, a reptile enthusiast and interested in you know native native uh, reptiles, this would definitely be something worth checking out. Uh, but don't be an idiot, guys. You know this isn't a place to to go down and and party and catch animals. And like Bill said, DNR is down there. And if you've ever dealt with DNR in Illinois, uh, those guys definitely have the best interest of the native animals right. in their and heart. Then- Plus, you're in a, a national forest. And do which they will that pop makes, you? They will. They will. <laughs> they will give you a warning. They'll arrest you on the spot. Yeah. And because they're serious about it, because in the past, um, and this is a reason why they are so um, hardcore about it, is because in the past, people used to go down there and they used to collect stuff, and you know they would flip rocks and just basically destroy the area, destroy the environment, and then leave. You know, but. You know, basically just, you can take pictures, but, you know, that's it. You know, only leave your footprint. Don't leave your trash or your empty beer bottles or soda cans or Don't be whatever. an idiot. Exactly. <laughs> be respectful. Yeah. All right, so um, in the world, we've got a, a pretty big deal going on in the Amazon. And, um, you know, this is interesting because this, this really does affect the entire world. Um, it will affect our industry for sure. Um, but there are raging wildfires. I, I heard that the footprint of the fire would be like from Detroit to California yeah. in the United States. Um, do we have any idea what caused these fires or what's going on? Or they're completely out of control. I, from what I'm, this is just an assumption. It was just like the slash and burn, you know, for cutting down trees to grow crops. Yeah, that was my um, Because I heard Brazil has a huge... Uh, they produce a lot of corn and a couple other grains. And I think that, um, you know, some people, they'll, they'll slash and burn a little plot of land, but, it, I mean, the fires can get out of control, and they, they have no way to stop Well, that's them. what happened here, right? Yeah. It started as controlled, now it's out of control. Um, that's what I'm guessing. And, yeah. uh, you know, the Amazon rainforest, I mean, it produces a huge portion of the Earth's oxygen. Yep. Um, man, we have all sorts of animals that come out of South America. Yeah. I mean... Damn, I don't know. There's not really been a lot of conversation about this and how it may affect the reptile industry. Well, no, it been apparently it been going on for almost a month before they started really reporting on it. Yeah. Yeah, they said it had been happening for three weeks already. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the world cares three weeks later. Like, <laughs> yeah. We, and you know, it's kind of unfortunate because things like this. I mean, I hate to say it, but I think the majority of the world really doesn't care because it doesn't affect them yep it doesn't impact their daily day-to-day life right uh you know people think about you know going to work taking the kids to school um 
you know, extracurriculars. They're not, you know, South America, at least here in the United States, it feels so far away. It's almost like it doesn't exist. Yeah. And uh, you hear about the rainforest, but until you go outside and can't breathe because there's nothing to clean the air. Yep. I mean, that's like the the lung of the world. That's what I've heard it called. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Earth's lungs. And it's like, you know, they don't have no clue of how many plant and animal species that, are, that have never been discovered might be just wiped out and you know then i'm sure there's different uh populations of either plants or animals that are critical um that are getting wiped out and i don't know it's just it's just a really bad thing and i did hear that brazil was sending 40,000 troops to go in and start trying to fight these forest fires but the area is so dense and it's pretty much impossible to get there with any kind of uh you know, like fire truck. Yeah. You know, they don't have no Amazon forest fire trucks. <laughs> no fire hydrants in the no. rainforest. That sounds like a code violation to me. Well, I mean, they could probably <laughs> put the pumps and stuff in the river or, or lakes and stuff and, and, you know, do it that way. But then, you know, then you're sucking up fish and <laughs> putting fires out with fish. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, we laugh about this, but this is going to be a disaster that'll probably change the course of the earth forever. Well, and it might take hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of years for that to, to get back to yeah. where it was. And that's even, you know, again, I think a lot of this just slash and burn is for crop growth. And, you know, the they pretty much wipe the soil you know, the nutrients in the soil out within a year or two, and then it's basically It's just useless. trash land, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, useless. It's a prime example of capitalism and, and money, Yeah, you know, taking precedent over, you know, why we're really here, you know, to to live and thrive and, you know, take care of our planet. It's the only thing we have, so. Well, and then a lot of countries are doing the ecotourism, and they're making a lot of money, you know, to have people pay to come in and have you know, guided tours in certain areas. They do it in Costa Rica and Belize and yeah. some of the countries in uh, Central America. But And I'm sure they do it in other parts of the world, well, too. Well, now you can get a guided tour of uh, dirt Yeah. in <laughs> South America. A charcoal palm tree. A charcoal gaggle of snakes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> too soon. All right. So uh, let's move on. Um, Bill, what are they putting in our water? Oh, they put a bunch of crap in our water. Yeah, do you do you drink water? No, I do not drink tap water. <laughs> I drink water, but I drink either RO or distilled water. Um, but I mean, that's all derived from. Oh, well, I, I guess RO. That's all derived from water. Yeah, yeah water. And it's tap water. Exactly. But um, so why won't you drink tap water? Because I'll drink because it right it's out of the got tap. fluoride, which is extremely bad for you. Isn't that good for your teeth? The no. dentist gives it to Basi- you. Well, you're it not supposed to. Well, you're not supposed to drink it. Oh. I mean, they have fluoride toothpaste, but I've heard even that is not very good for you. They say a fluoride like crystallizes your pineal gland, your third eye. Yeah, it calcifies it. Calcifies yep. it. Yep. So. Uh, and it causes uh, learning disorders, and I think we're the only country that actually puts fluoride in the water. Why do and they it, put it in the water? What's the? Why do you think they put it in the I, water? I think they're just using it. Oh, it's good for your teeth, or I don't. I have no clue. But I mean, it's actually a rat poison, rodent poison. Yeah. Um, they used to use, I guess it was crystallized fluoride, or they had another name, but it was basically fluoride they used to use for rodent um, to kill rodents. Do you think it's like a uh, a conspiracy to maybe 
make the human population sterile or stupid or I think it's to dumb us down. Yeah. Mainly. And then I've heard that there's uh I'm trying to think of the the name of it, but oh, anti fertility drugs in our water too. They said the the western um fertility rate has dropped dramatically. You think that's because of the water? I don't know. I think it might be the water, food, the stuff that they spray in the air. And it could be... Chemtrails. Yeah, it could be, you know, like the the medication they put in meats to make, you know, cows bigger or produce more milk. But why would the government want to make people less fertile? People are valuable. It's your workforce and they tax you. Yeah, but people are easier to control if they're stupid. Yeah, and then I mean, they just rely on the government for help. Well, and I, I won't argue that, the dumbing down of the public, but I yeah. I would question why a government would want to, um, you know, make people sterile. Because, again, every human being is a cash cow, in theory. Well, and it's a eugenics thing, too. Yeah. Because there's, you know, quite a few elites that <clears throat> they just think that the world's overpopulated and, you know, we're not in their club. So <laughs> you're not you know, in a club. We are. We are expendable. You didn't get the invite. No, me either. No, so I sure did. there's this Heather. What's that club at Disneyland that's like super exclusive? It's Club Thirty Three. Club Thirty Three. So in Disneyland, they've got uh, there's like this door, like this random door in the middle of the park, and uh, what is it? It's like thirty grand to join, and then thirty grand a year after that. It's reserved for like celebrities and movie stars and. Nobody knows what's in there. The rich and famous. So, yeah. maybe this is kind of like Club 33, except a little less Disney-esque. Kind of like the Freemason, satanic stuff that's going on. See, the Masons aren't Satanists, man. I'm sorry. The I'm a Mason. Level. We never worship the devil when... Well, the upper levels are. Oh, yeah. I'm just a, a common folk. Right. Yeah, got it. Yeah. All right. Let's move past the conspiracy. Maybe next week we'll uh, maybe we'll talk about Freemasons and devil <laughs> worship next week. Uh, Heather, what do you have for us this week? Okay, so this week's game is going to be Never Have I Ever. And you guys have got to say if you've ever done any of these things. Or <laughs> Don't panic, Bill. To I, told her, uh, <laughs> I told her no questions about cousins. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, so the first one is Never Have I Ever Been on TV or the Radio. You want to go first? I don't think I have been. I have a vague... As we was talking about this, because I know one of the news channels came came here and was talking about they found a black rat snake in East St. Louis, and they were thinking it was a water moccasin or you know cottonmouth. And I thought I talked to them, but I don't know if that actually aired. Yeah. I know you have been. Yeah, I've been on TV more times than I could count for various reasons. Um, obviously, tied out iguana politically. Um, I've been on the radio a few times. I did the Cornbread Show a couple times back in the day with Aphrodite. Um, when I was a kid, my brother was a radio DJ, and I would go on the air with him. But uh, I won't drop the name, but just to put the tidbit out there, uh, myself, Bill, and Debbie were <laughs> were stars of a failed reality TV show on True TV. Oh, and there was a pilot that did air, so it's out there if you dig, but man, you got to dig deep. I it's deep so and dark. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to handle fame and fortune and stardom. <laughs> True TV fame and fortune, like bottom of the barrel yeah. fame and fortune. We would have been like, yeah, it would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, what about you? Have you been on TV? Yeah, you were on the, pri- I'm not going to ruin it. You've been on TV, right? Oh, yeah. I uh, I went to Price is Right when Bob Barker was still doing it. and so. Were I- you on the show? 
Well, I wasn't a contestant, oh. but you could see me in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Did you record it? Were you like, that's me? Yeah. Hell yeah. On an old VHS <laughs> tape. All right, cool. What's next? All right, so the next one is, never have I ever had a paranormal experience. Man, I've definitely had a paranormal experience. I have too. So you believe in the paranormal, Bill? Because that surprises me. Um. You believe in ghosts? I believe in evil spirits. I don't oh. know about ghosts. Got it. Do you want to talk about your paranormal experience? Yeah, actually... <laughs> He's like, since you asked. <laughs> well, yeah, it was when... Was it an Indian on the side of the road no, in a car this accident was, we were well, by? I don't know if this would be considered Mr. a paranormal Morrison. experience or not, but we lived in a house in, in O'Fallon, and it was an older house, and I, I knew the guy that lived there, I don't know if it was before us or... Or, you know, he, anyway, his, his mother died in that house. But, um, I remember one time I was looking for my boots and it was a two story house. And I always put my boots on like this little area that went up towards the upstairs and I always put them there. So I was looking for my boots and I look, I went up and down the stairs. I went past that spot like several times and then I went in the kitchen, came back in and they were there. So I don't know if that's a paranormal experience. They like snatched my boots and yeah, put them back. To, yeah, and then <laughs> the one boot time, snatcher. Um, I had a buddy there, Did his boots and I disappear? apparently no, I w apparently I fell asleep or something. We was sitting on a couch watching TV or fell something. Fell asleep and he moved your boots. Well, no, he heard <laughs> he heard weird noises upstairs, and then he said it sounded like somebody dropped like a body dropping from the ceiling to the floor. And he couldn't wake me up, and he was freaking out. And he was, was like, oh, my gosh, they, the <laughs> they got him, and they won't let him wake up. And Oh, he, when I woke up, he was, he was white as a ghost. He was freaking out. <laughs> he, he left. He left after that. So I never heard nothing like that, just huh. them snatching my boots. I had a few when I was a kid, but I won't necessarily get into the details now. But, yeah, definitely had a paranormal experience. All right, what else we got? Okay, never have I ever been awake for two days straight you see i have a feeling that this is something bill did frequently in his yeah. youth i've never been awake for two oh, days yeah. straight i've been awake for more than two days straight. <laughs> was it a party yeah. yeah i had to help with yeah. certain things <laughs> yeah you don't have to get into the details no. on that that was that would be like i said that again. was many many i would say in the 80s early 80s yeah 80s were a party Oh, yeah. <laughs> we still had quaaludes back then. <laughs> Heather, you ever been awake for two days straight? No. No, I have not, actually. Maybe one day, but Yeah, I've done the day. Two. When we did the big renovation here, when we uh, were joining, when the church had moved out and we were adding that square footage, I think I was up for 26 hours, and I went home, and all I wanted to do was sleep. And my freaking kids, dude. Oh, like, that's... That was the day that everything went wrong, and they yeah. needed everything, and I was just like, give yeah. me some sleep. That was a terrible day. I remember that morning, um, I had to get a shelf for our substrate, and it's like, I'm going on 24 hours at this point. I'm exhausted. Everybody had left except for me, and it was a freaking monsoon out, and I had to go to Home Depot, and I had to get this shelf. It was like a team lift shelf. It was super heavy, and <laughs> I remember dragging it out in the parking lot by myself in this monsoon, loading it into the car. Oh, it was terrible. Anyway. Is that it? You got any more? One more. All right. Never have I ever had someone slap me across the face. 
<laughs> yeah, I've had that happen. Yeah, I've, uh, I can think of one time I had somebody slap me across the face. And you know who it was? It was my mom. Dude, yeah. I was running my mouth. I remember I remember this vividly. I was uh, standing in the uh, like the entryway at my mom's house. You know, I was much younger then. And I remember running my mouth about something, and her back was to me. Whew, man, that woman turned around, and, like, the momentum of her body spinning combined with, like, the, you know, the full force of her swinging her arm. I mean, it was like I got hit in the face by a truck. Yeah. And uh, I stopped talking after that, and that was it. I bet you had a really surprised look on your face. <laughs> dude, dude. I remember, what happened? I remember the way my face felt afterwards, like the shock. I think my, my jaw literally hit the ground. Yeah, I had a an abusive. I was I was an abused husband at one time. Yeah. So I got slapped, punched, broken ribs, ruptured eardrum. You ever get hit in the head with a beer bottle? Yes. Me too. It Did it break? break. No. It didn't break no. on me either. No, not no, I like got hit in the nose. I got hit in the actually I got hit in the face with a beer bottle. Yeah, a full one at a Halloween party at my yeah, mother's house. Yeah, I remember. House. You, I wasn't there, but I was I in a gumby costume. Yeah. <laughs> Remember you telling me about that? Yeah, and it just like bounced. It was like, Tick. yeah, it bounced. Yeah, it's nothing like the movies Dude. where they hit you and it shatters. No, oh, I was so it pissed bounces. off. Yeah. That literally fueled my rage like a hundred times when that oh, happened. Yeah, that yeah, was a mess of a night. All right, Heather, you ever been slapped in the face? Um, I don't think so. No. Yeah, you you remember if it happened? No. <laughs> All right, guys. So never have I ever. That's uh, that's gonna wrap up this week's TDI live. Um, make sure you tune in next week. We record every Wednesday. Uh, the podcast is released every Thursday. Right now, you can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Podbean, and you can find it on Google Play. Uh, by next week, you'll see it on Spotify and Stitcher as well, and there is a link directly on our website. So come on in and say hi. Otherwise, uh, thanks for listening this week. See you next week. See ya. See ya. It's been too long, so pick yourself.